time for some jazz. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 55. Been doing this for a solid oh, year and change now. I hope you've enjoyed uh, everything up till this point, and I hope you'll continue to listen. I have uh, five songs, five stories, five artists today. I'm going to start off with something brand new from a gentleman who hails from Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I unfortunately can't find a great deal of information on him personally. He doesn't seem to have a personal web page. He has a Facebook page, of course, as most of humanity does these days, it would seem. He studied, uh, he studied his postgraduate studies at a Universidad de Sao Paulo. He teaches music and he performs in a number of different genres and styles. Gentleman's name is, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Sedil Vieira. The Vieira part is easy. Sedil, S-I-D-I-E-L a Brazilian bass player. This song is released uh, just this past Friday, and I hope you enjoy it. This is the Cedil Vieira Quintet, or Quinteto, I should say, because it is Portuguese. The name of this composition is Alta Video. Thank you. 
yeah. There's some nice, smooth Brazilian jazz. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. As I said, I'd love to tell you more about this young gentleman, but uh, unfortunately there's just not a great deal of information about him. He's highly educated. Um, I couldn't even tell you how old he is. I think he's in his 30s, perhaps early 40s. There's just so little information about the man online. And because I I don't speak Portuguese, um, trying to trying to find out a lot about the man on his Facebook page is a little complicated. <laughs> he lives in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and he's been married since uh, 2005. And that's kind of the bulk of what I can tell you. I mean, he studied at the University of Sao Paulo and uh, University de Metropolitan de Santos, he um, was in a number of, of uh, bands throughout his his career. Uh, he did uh, appear well, there. I'm trying to trying to access his personal website, and it's it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, talented musician. I, I like his music, and as I said, that was released just this past Friday, uh, November twenty sixth. Yes, November 26, 21. 2021, I should say. Perhaps I should get in touch with my friend, uh, Nicole, and she can help me with uh, translating some of his Facebook page and uh, give me the proper pronunciation of his name. I hope I've not screwed it up too terribly. He is a music educator, plays an acoustic and electric bass, and he records with a number of uh, musicians, uh, Throughout Brazil, style of music that he style his style. Wow, the style of music he likes to play: <laughs> country, funk, gospel, jazz, Latin, pop, and world. World music. What exactly is world music? I mean, I know it falls under a certain descriptive genre, but really, okay, I'm not going to delve into that today. I am, of course, going to play you some more jazz, though. So, next up on the docket, I have a duo for you. Um, Ivo Michael Beale Neem. Ivo Neem is what he goes by. He's a British jazz pianist and composer, just recently turned 40 back in March of this year. He uh, hails from, well, all I can find on him is England. <laughs> I don't know what city or town. Um... He did attend the Royal Academy of Music, though, and he's a highly uh, well-regarded and esteemed musician. Wonderful composer and pianist. And the uh, second individual in this duo is uh, Gilad Henkelsmann, who is uh, 37 years of age. 36, sorry, 36? No, 37, my apologies. Israeli-born jazz guitarist. He was born in Kafar Saba. I, I know I did not pronounce that correctly. He moved to New York City in 2004 uh, to attend the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music on a scholarship. And in 2005, he won the Gibson Montreux Jazz Festival Guitar Competition in Montreux, Switzerland. I've been to Montreux. We all went out to Montreux on the Lake Geneva shoreline to make records with the mobile. I think you know the rest of that song. If you know early 70s hard rock, Probably the most famous uh, chord progression in rock and roll music history. One of the first songs most guitarists learn to play. Because it's pretty simple to play. <laughs> so, Ivo Neem, Gilad Henkelsman, and this is Phasing Song.
their 2021 album, Glimpses of Truth. That's Phasing's song from Ivo Neen and Gilad Henkelsman. Now, these two gentlemen have uh, been on the scene for a number of years, as I stated a little bit earlier. They are quite young, though, as Ivo is uh, nearly 40 years of age, and Gilad is um, 37, so... 38, sorry. My goodness, I can't get the numbers right this morning. As I said, uh, Gilad moved to New York City in 2004 to study at the uh, New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music. He's worked with a lot of um, individuals who are quite... Well, quite well-known even outside of jazz circles. As an example, he's worked as a sideman with Esperanza Spalding, who has almost approached pop star status. I know that's difficult to say for a jazz artist, but she really is on the edge of pop. And I don't mean that musically speaking, I mean that in popularity-wise, because she is basically a household name. Okay. Ivo and Gilad. Ivo, uh, Ivo Michael Bielneem. Interesting name. Ivo. I don't know. I used to know. I used to know a gentleman I haven't seen in, in a long time. I uh, met him in, when I was in Botswana back in uh, 2001. His name is Ivor. So closest I can come to an Ivo is an Ivor. I've not seen him in, in my goodness, 20 years. I mean... He is on the other side of the planet and uh, different time zones, you know. <laughs> I would like to see him again, though, because uh, he and his wife are two of the warmest, most genuinely wonderful people I've ever met. Anyway, someday soon, when COVID is fully behind us, but it looks like it might be a little while longer. Just hold on tight, kids. We'll take care of one another. I know we can do it. Our next composition for today is Village of the Sun. Now, this features uh, Moses Boyd and Binker Golding. Now, Moses, this gentleman is uh, just 30 years of age, well-known and highly respected British jazz drummer. He was nominated for the Mercury Prize in 2020. Now, he and uh, Binker's a saxophonist. In 2014, they formed the, du uh, the duo Binker and Moses, and they've worked uh, with a number of musicians throughout their, uh, their short career. And I say short because they're so very young. I think Binker's only about 30 years of age. I can't find a great deal of information on him. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. But um, I'm told, as I've read, and spoken to a few other individuals in, in the jazz milieu. Binker was um, pretty formed um, musically at the age of eight when he had uh, pretty much decided what he liked and didn't like. He was a huge fan, at the age of eight, mind you, of Thelonious Monk and Duke Ellington. This man was born to be a jazz musician because I don't know many eight-year-olds that fall in love with jazz. He's released four albums as a band leader and he's played with a number of other individuals throughout his, his short career. And I say again, short, because he's so very young. He's 33. So 30 and 33 for the duo, Binker and Golding. I mean, my goodness. Add their ages together and they're only 10 years older than me. <laughs> That's a little frightening. Nevertheless... I hope you enjoy this composition. This is Village of the Sun.
Village of the Sun, from Binker Golding and Moses Boyd. Well, Moses, as I said, he's a British jazz drummer, composer, producer, band leader, and radio host. At the age of 30, just turned 30 this past April. Very accomplished young musician. Born and raised in the district of Catford in South London. And he describes himself as a second-generation West Indian with Dominican descent from his father and Jamaican descent from his mother. Now, he graduated from Trinity Laban Conservatory of Music and Dance with a Bachelor of Music in Jazz Drums. While he was in school there, he took part in the education program, Tomorrow's Warriors. What is Tomorrow's Warriors? Well, it's an innovative jazz uh, music education and artist development organization that was co-founded in the year of his birth, 1991, by Janine Irons and Gary Crosby. They're committed to increasing diversity across the arts through jazz, with a special focus on those from the African diaspora and female musicians. I think that's pretty cool. Now, he was a uh, resident host throughout uh, 2019 on uh, BBC Radio 1 Extra. As I said, he was a radio presenter. Musical style? Well, he blends multiple genres of jazz to create what's known as subgenres. Performs in the styles of new jazz and fusion. And he incorporates elements of grime, electronica, high life, and breakbeat. He's also incorporated soca, reggae, and jungle. Interesting fellow. He says his two of his major influences have to be uh, Miles Davis and the album Kind of Blue, which is one of the greatest jazz recordings in history, and uh, Dizzy Rascal from his album, Boy in the Corner. Now that record I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to seek it out and have a listen. Because if it influenced this young man, who I feel is a very talented musician, I think I should have a listen to it. Village of the Sun was released um, this past spring, 2020. Okay. We're going to go back in time now. This uh, next composition was uh, recorded uh, on, on uh, two sessions, October 24th and 25th, 1966. And the album it was taken from was released in January of 1967 on Columbia Records. This was uh, Miles Davis uh, with his second quintet at Columbia from the album Miles Smiles. This is... Freedom Jazz Dance, Evolution of the Groove. Thank you. 
How do you like that? I think that's a pretty tasty bit of music from the Miles Davis Quintet, don't you? Sorry, I had to step away there for a moment. I just had an Amazon delivery. I don't know why I did this at first. I ordered a rolling pin from Amazon. And I'm like, why the heck did I order a rolling pin? I'm not ever going to use it for its intended purpose. Then I remembered why I needed it to elevate some microphone stands. Bear with me on this. Trying to buy a um, large dowel that's two inches in diameter or more to elevate my mic stand, the two inches I need to lift it to get it over my monitors, would cost me about a hundred dollars. And I couldn't even get one with the proper diameter. But I did happen to find a rolling pin on Amazon for twenty-four dollars. I'm going to cut up this wonderful rolling pin and use it to elevate my mic stands. The mics are on boom arms mounted on my desktop, but I need to get a little bit more height so that I can raise the pivot point above my monitors and drop the microphone down so that it's out of my field of view. Trust me, it all makes sense to me. <laughs> so that, uh, that composition was originally written by Eddie Harris. And if you're thinking to yourself, Paul, why does that name Eddie Harris ring a bell? Well, from the Beastie Boys' third album, Check Your Head. On the song, What You, What You, What You Want, So What You Want, the lyrics. Remember the lyrics? Perhaps you don't. The lyric is, Well, just plug me in like I was Eddie Harris. You're eating cheese. You're eating crazy cheese like you would think I'm from Paris. Now, why did they reference Eddie Harris? And why did they say plug me in? Well, Eddie Harris, um, the late Eddie Harris, he passed away in 1996. He was uh, a tenor saxophonist, and he was known for introducing the electrically amplified saxophone. Plug me in like I was Eddie Harris. A little bit of history for you there, and a little reference from the, from the, uh, the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys were heavily influenced by jazz and blues, too. If you ever listen to their albums, you'll hear a lot of jazz samples in there. Much respect to the late Eddie Harris. This album uh, from Miles Davis, Miles Smiles, Miles Davis' second great quintet, was um, well lauded as uh, a spectacular example of post-bop, hard-bop, and avant-garde when it was first released in 1967. Now, with the exception of uh, Q, which is a British uh, trade publication, music trade publication, and the Rolling Stone album guide, they gave it four out of five stars. Everyone else, All Music, Downbeat, The Penguin Guide to Jazz, The Rolling Stone Jazz Record Guide, all gave it five stars right across the board. Spectacular album from start to finish, featuring, uh, well, Miles Davis' second great quintet, of course, Wayne Shorter, uh, tenor sax, Herbie Hancock on the piano, Ron Carter on the double bass, and Tony Williams on the drums. Just a great example of Miles' spectacular ear for great musicians and what he could do once he got into the studio with them. All right. So, I have one more composition for you today, and this one is uh, one I'm going to tell you to sit back and relax to because this is a 15-minute cut. This is... Um, John Coltrane, title of the song is Impressions, from the album Live at the Village Vanguard, New York City, 1961. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the late great John Coltrane. Thank you. 
That was John Coltrane from his 1961 recording at the Village Vanguard in New York City. John Coltrane. Now that album, Impressions, um, took a little while to put together. So it was uh, recorded on a a number of occasions. Uh, November 3rd, 1961, live at the Village Vanguard. September 18th, 1962, and April 29th, 1963. And he slowly assembled it and put the record together. There was only four cuts on the album. The first track on side one, India, at 14 minutes. Impressions, the first track on side two, at 15 minutes. Uh, Two shorter cuts as well. Now, Impressions was uh, written by John Coltrane. uh, He only recorded uh, recorded it twice in the studio on June 20th, 1962 and March 6th, 1963. But he recorded it many, many times live. And the one you just heard was the very first version of it. Live at the Village Vanguard in New York City. Village Vanguard, of course, is uh, one of the world's most famous jazz clubs. It's uh, at 7th Avenue in uh, Greenwich Village in New York City. club opened in 1935. And originally they presented folk and beat poetry, but uh, around 1957 it became uh, primarily a jazz venue. And it's hosted uh, literally a who's who of jazz. It's the oldest operating jazz club in New York City. Still there, still going strong. And it's a place I intend to visit again at some point in the near future. When I don't know. I mean, things are a little sideways, globally speaking, right? But 
enough of that. Let's not get into that. Let's just talk about this brilliant record that uh, John Coltrane played for us. Now, the uh, additional musicians featured on that were um, Eric Dolpe was the uh, bass clarinet, and uh, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison, double bass, Elvin Jones on the drums. Produced by Bob Thiel, and uh, of course, Rudy Van Gelder was the engineer on that one. And it, it was reissued and remastered a number of times. It's on the Impulse label, and it's still in print. Now, here's an interesting story about how this uh, recording, this particular composition, influenced popular music. Now, Roger McGuinn, I don't know, maybe you're familiar with Roger McGuinn, maybe not. I'll tell you a little bit about him. He's an um, American musician. He was the front man and leader of the Birds. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with his uh, for his work with the Birds, and he's worked with the who's who of the music industry throughout his entire life. Of course, the Birds are what put him on the map and kept him on the map. He's a a brilliant musician, singer, songwriter, performer. What happened was, uh, well, touring in in late nineteen sixty five. Story goes that they only had a single cassette recording to listen to on the tour bus. And uh, one side of the cassette was Ravi Shankar, and the other side was John Coltrane's Impressions. He says, we played that damn thing 50 or 100 times through a Fender amplifier that was plugged into the alternator, an alternator in the car. The result was the recording of the single, Eight Miles High, acknowledged by the band as a direct homage to Coltrane. So there you go. John Coltrane influencing popular music, rock music, of all things. Roger McGuinn. Of course, the birds were um, Roger McGuinn and David Crosby. I'm sure you remember David Crosby. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Okay, I'm getting way off topic here. This is a jazz show, after all. So I hope you've enjoyed this program today, or... Whatever day you're listening to it, evening, morning, afternoon, maybe you're at work and you're chilling out and you just need something to help get you through that last hour or maybe start your day. doesn't matter to me when you listen, just as long as you do. And if, if you like what you hear, please feel free to subscribe on the Mixcloud page. But more importantly, if you really like what you hear, I ask that you share it with those of you who love jazz. If you have friends that love jazz as much as we do, let them know about it, trying to spread the musical word. Until we meet again, my friends, you take care. I'll see you soon. Bye.